welcome to Leader of Banter. It's the podcast about rugby. I'm your host, Adam, and today it's a two-man show. I don't know if it's the first two-man we've ever done, Alex. Uh, uh, it might be. Yes, I think so. Uh, possibly, I, I don't know. Maybe. It's the, let's, it's, let's see, yes. Yes, it's the second last frontier until we actually meet in the flesh. So That will never happen. <laughs> we will see. We will see. Matt, uh, unfortunately, is due to work and a victim of load shedding, was unable to make it. Uh, and Ben, um, he was also unable to make it. Because, uh, we're just recording a little earlier than normal. And clearly, unlike us, he's actually still working and a responsible human being. Um, so well done, Ben, for, for being a responsible Mauritian, if you can call Ben that. So, would, you call, would you call Ben a Mauritian? Uh, I wouldn't, but... Ah. Uh, I'm thinking again, I wouldn't call the Norwegian Scottish, so who am I to, to judge on these things? Indeed. Uh, so my cat just came out of nowhere in the cupboard. She's hiding. But it's been raining here in Joe Vick, so I just got to let it out. There you go, Mabel. Let you out. Uh, off you go. Uh, can I just got to wait for it to leave. But otherwise, how are you? How's your week been? Uh, good, yeah, uh, busy, um, going for some class, my son, oh, nice. yeah, very nice, and, um, yeah, good weather, pink um, so can't complain, really. Oh, nice, okay, well, as I said, it's raining here in Joburg, we've got, uh, load shedding, and I'm in the cupboard, so, okay. I just, that's why my sound is so crisp, so, that's the secret, with, uh, my mic dangling off a sock drawer. It's a very professional set- setup. So, yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> Sorry, maybe that's a bit of an overshare. Right. I guess I guess we can... Yeah, I know, I mean... There was a lot of there's a lot of rugby that had taken place this week, so we could just do some news items. First random one, Portugal picked up their first ever win over Canada. I think they won 2017, for what I saw on Twitter. So, yes. yes. So, well done, Portugal. I don't know if I got that right in Superbrew. I have a feeling I got it wrong. Um... So yes, well done Portugal. Good on them. Uh, on the box, uh, see, uh, see, uh, excuse me, see, 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 Subun Kosi. He's going to be joining the Spring Box now on the end of your tour, after resolving his passport and visa issues. Uh, the reason is it's understood that Kosi failed to collect his updated passport in time, which saw him miss the box pre-tour camp in France and then Saturday's test in Wales. However, coach Jacques Nibonaba said that the Kosi could not travel. I didn't have enough pages, but report has now said that the issue has not been resolved, and he will be with the box in Edinburgh this week as he prepared to face Scotland. So he, he, he probably would have started uh, as well. Mm. So uh, there was impactful, but look, Jesse Creel got a run. So I mean, we'll chat, chat a little obviously about the box performance a bit later. We'll, we'll see how he, how he did. Um, just in the Ireland-Japan game, what, what's that pitch invader's name? I don't know, that dude, he stood next, to, if you want to see it on Twitter, Jarvis, I think? Um, uh, Java, yeah. J- Java, I mean, yeah. I mean, he's a bit of a knob. I mean, two minds about giving him giving him it's up, but um, oh, it was funny yeah. though. It, it was just funny because I'm like, where is he? And then he's right there. Yeah. <laughs> Afterwards, so I just feel bad for the players. Um, I guess we'll talk about the Welsh pitch invader too um, a little bit later. But if you want to look at it on social media, it is somewhat amusing. Something that's not amusing at all. Uh, Dan had a petty. The Wallabies fullback. He has retired. Uh, from rugby, the 32-year-old, he has been struggling with concussion um, following a hit last year again with All Blacks in October 2020, which prom- prompted a diagnosis of footballer's migraine. 
I'm just reading yeah. here. Um, well, he said, uh, I mean, he's not one with words. Right at the beginning of the specialist said, the best thing you could do is listen to your head. He told foxsports.com.au. While I'm much better, I haven't been able to shake some of the symptoms. So yeah, a bit sad, uh, unfortunately. But it's, uh, it's really scary. Like uh, the same week that we had that time, uh, some insights, and it's just it's a it's an underreported on aspect of the sport. I think. Mm. Well, well, I mean, uh, on late on Sunday, I mean, this is an announcement that came from uh, former All Blacks prop Carl Heyman. Because yeah. he's been diagnosed with early onset dementia and he's just 41. Yeah. Uh, just highlighting the risks of concussion contact sports. So I'm just reading verbatim here from the Sports 24 story. And Heyman's also joined a lawsuit brought by similarly affected former players, including England's Steve Thompson. Uh, was he a prop or a hook? I guess he was a prop. And Alex Popham of Wales against the sports governing body. Uh, I mean, concussion's been the major driver of law change that has taken place. Um,. I'm just trying to see here. I mean, uh, Jordy Bad, he was sent off for elbowing Hayley Petty during that, that final match. And he said, Hayley Petty, after that happened, I got the head knock and got blurry vision and sort of struggled through the game with blurry vision. Even that shouldn't be happening. Players need to yeah. be able to leave the field uh, as well. So, yeah. not the first person to retire. So, I mean, best of luck to Hayley Petty. Uh, he will be missed. A very good player as well and one of the standouts for the Melbourne Rebels. But, I mean, there's been a lot of research done, I know, in America and the NFL. The NFL settled yeah. the last couple of years with a series of players with c- concussion. Like studies were done of what these guys' brains look like. It's almost like they've been in car crashes and and that sort yeah. of thing. Um, so yeah, I think as you said, there's probably a lot more to come about that. Even, as, even yeah, we'll see. Yeah, I think um, I mean it's a first we'll see if uh, Steve Thompson was okay. Mm. Um, it just goes that way. Uh, but think, well, you know, there has been a consideration made. I mean, you know, a lot of the, 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 the legislation around uh, conducting air, for example, mm-hmm. um, and tackle technique, etc. There, there is definitely uh, an emphasis from World Rugby on on head injuries generally. But um, yeah, I, I, I still think. You know, there is a, a culture of play on, um, you know, particularly for um, for head injuries. Um, you know, I think we saw in the World Cup final or semi-final uh, when Vili had had a bit of a stinger on his arm. Yes. And in the in the Chase and Sun documentary they talked about how he sat on the field and played through the injury and whatnot. You know, that's incredible bravery from him. Uh, but, you know, he has a whole lot done to think about it. And I wouldn't be surprised well, I wouldn't be surprised if I was even thinking about it in 20 years. But in 20 years time, you know, 50-plus-year-old Vili will still have, you know, arm, arm issues. And if that can happen with your arm joints, then it can happen to your head. So I think a lot of players, I think, I think we've seen a lot more players, you know, coming out like Paul Heyman and Steve Thompson have. Um, I, just, I really hope that they head for the Eastern one of them plays sick. Yes. Uh, it's also, I think, motivating some of the uh, changes in regulations, not laws necessarily at lower age levels. 
Um, it's also one of the reasons that rugby in places like New Zealand, for example, has been suffering from falling popularity, uh, particularly in urban areas where sports such as football, um, basketball, I don't know, ten- I don't know about tennis. Uh, they're becoming more popular with youth in New Zealand because they do have a bit of a participation problem in club rugby for this very reason. So, uh, yeah, it's, I mean, it's an important issue to state the obvious, uh, and it will be monitored. And just to point in the video thing, it's just we venerate players for being super brave. It's almost like going back to uh, the picture of Adam Butcher. I think it was in Italia 1990 or something. I just said, I don't remember the time for where he's bleeding all over himself and everything. And he's such yeah. a lion of a player. That, that, that cannot be venerated anymore. Um, it's one thing to like walk through a stinger, you know, when you, when you yeah. can actually physically play. But as you say, if a guy's got a, as you said, video stinger, we don't know the long-term consequences of these sort of actions. Um, same as Kevin De Bruyne. So I keep going back to football. But he had to have injections in his ankle to keep playing at the tournament, risking longer-term damage. So, uh, yeah. The more, the more time that spends a player well for the better apart from the ridiculous schedule, which I know Ward Rugby are trying to talk about. Speaking of tackle technique, or, or lack thereof, Owen Farrell, he is going to be rejoining the England squad after his false positive COVID test. Uh, let's see, he had a PCR test on Thursday, and that's before England beat Tonga 69-3, um, but he could now win his 100th cap, eh? And he is... Let's see, I thought I had his age. Apparently. Yeah, he's not, I he's not even 30. Actually, how yeah, old do you think he is? I think he's quite, uh, he's quite young. Five years, I would say. I, I'm not kidding, so I would say 29. Yeah, I was actually going to say 29 too. The answer is 30. Okay. Uh, and he turned 30 this year, so we're not that far off. And he was, okay. and he was born on the 24th of September. Yeah. So still, are they still debating with the... The Lions test against Japan counts? Yes. Uh, he <laughs> I think so. Did that one. Uh, I don't... I have no idea. I don't think he did, actually. I'm taking a bit of a guess. It affects Adam jones because that would yeah. be his 150 test. Um, so we'll see. Um, but yeah, uh, he'll, he'll probably be back, uh, I guess. I think they play Australia this weekend, so we'll, be, we'll see if he gets deployed. At 12 and 10. He's just been someone who's recklessly put his shoulder into people's heads for years. And nothing's been done about it. Just due to... I, I, mean, I guess they've just stopped the visionary Bill Beaumont from getting in the way. You know? Mm. If they left mm-hmm. Bill Beaumont to sort this shit out, it wouldn't be happening. But uh, let me not talk huck, um, about about Bill Beaumont. Let's see. What other news do, do I have over here? Oh, uh, just Perry Perry Parkinson. He picked up a major knee injury. Or could have been shoulder. Sorry, I don't have the story in front of me. So he is at risk for Super Rugby. I did post in the draft group this morning, zero response. So clearly he's not of importance yeah. to, to draft people. I don't think, I don't think that cracks the threshold for <laughs> news, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, but so he, he's picked up an injury. Uh, apparently, Rennie, Dave Rennie, he's, he's unimpressed by comments made by Andrew Mertens after the Scottish lost to... Um, sorry, Scotland beat the Wallabies. Excuse me. Yes. Yes, so... He was very really impressed with what Mertens said. Because the Mertens, uh, well, I'm just trying. Sorry, I'm just trying to find the comments here. Um, oh, yeah, Mertens said, I, "I always find it funny when Kiwis cross the ditch and they work for Australia and vice versa." Media, I worry a little bit for the Wallabies because if they keep muddling through like they have in their last two games against Japan and Scotland, if they play like that again, they'll get a heap put on them. A seven, uh, this is like two games after they, or three games after they beat South Africa, playing outstanding rugby. It should be but, said. Yeah, so that's an important point. I think 
is that they beat Saskia back to back, but they were playing like their best rugby against us. That's true. And I felt like we were playing very well. Um, and you know, remember, of course, one of the games we could have won, uh, probably, but for a, a new stupid decision last minute that allowed them to take a winning kick goal. Um, but you know, they so this game against Scotland, I felt like they were poor, they were below the, the average sort of force level, but. You know, it, it, it's apples and oranges compared to their performance against the swimming box. Um, so I don't think we should, like, read too much into it. And also, it's important that, that they were, like, missing quite a few mm. important players. Two, especially. So, Quaid, yeah. who, who, I mean, would have said that, who wouldn't have said that 10 months ago. But probably the most important is Simon Karevi, just at yeah, centre. Exactly. Their B is probably the most important player, actually, getting them over the game. I would say yeah. I mean, it's not so much that he's, like, crucial to their game plan, although he is, uh, like, a world-class center. It's just that he's so difficult to replace. Yeah. In the same way that Dandler is for the spring rocks. Hmm. Yeah. And, okay, James O'Connor didn't have a good game of 10, apparently. Uh, but it's also kind of important to remember that he's the third player this year to have won the number two jersey mm-hmm. between Alicio and Cooper. So, yeah, I don't know. I think, uh, you know, let's cut the Wallabies a bit of slack. Uh, but that said, very well done by Scotland. Deserved Rayburn Shield holder. Yes. Um, I'm hoping take it off in this weekend and defend it next week against England. Yeah, uh, that, that'd be great if we can get the Redburn Shield back. Coming rightfully home. Or if, uh, I'm just trying to think, don't Japan have a chance to pick it up? Um, yeah. Only if we lose. Uh, okay, yeah. okay, okay, okay. Um, yeah, we we will see. I just I think also you make a good point. The drop off from Karevi to whoever plays a 12 for the Wallabies is massive. Uh, O'Connor's been injured most of the year as well, so he he's, doesn't really have the opportunity to play. And just Rennie's comments against Mertens, he just said Scotland is a strong team. It sounds like he's just respecting their ability. You know, he kind of is a little bit. They were very competitive in the Six Nations. They lost at the last pit. Okay, he just went through. They are a good side. They actually are, are quite a good side. Um, just so credit to the Scotland coaching team. Uh, particularly their recruitment staff who are very good at picking South Africans, um, including monolinguists like Pierre Squidman. You know, that's really... So it really shows that they're broadening the selection net, if, if you ask me. But, I mean, well done to Scotland. A win is a win. Um, we'll see. I'm looking forward to the game, which we'll chat about. I'm sure it's a little bit of a preview soonish. Uh, the All Blacks, I mean, they, they were not that great against Italy until they came away winners. I think they won 47-9, but they didn't score for the first 20 or 30 minutes. Um, and Italy only really led in two open play tries over the course of the game. So, uh Good on Italy. The two players, however, uh, that I will worry about is uh, wait, where is it? Because they are worried about two players. Ugh, why is it always so much? Oh, one of them is Brad Weber, who I, I have claimed with zero evidence, who is a bit is a better overall rugby player, <laughs> TJ Perinara. So he might be nursing an injury. Um, if he was fit, it would be interesting just to see who um, Scott Hansen. Sorry, I mean you know Foster. 
um, start. Uh, and then the other one's also heavy Reese, since both of them are busy nursing injuries ahead of the game. But I don't think it'll make that much of a difference. I guess the major point is, I think George Bridge, sorry, Phil, George Bridge's international career, I think, is over. Uh, I have bleated about how I, I think he's quite poor versus some of the other options left back in New Zealand. This was kind of his final chance, and he wasn't great. David McKenzie wasn't great at 15, uh, but the Dan Coles did play quite well. Sam Kane got through 80 minutes. Um, I always think David Coles is a good player. Just I don't think he can last 80 minutes. So I'm interested to see yeah. how long he hangs around. Yeah. Well, they, they have a lot of depth. I mean, Amur scored a try as well. Yes, yes. And, you know, it was, it was Italy, so... Yeah, I, I think the All Blacks were poor. I didn't watch the game very closely because mm. yeah, it was Italy. But um, certainly the All Blacks didn't have the sort of dominance that I expected them to, um, uh, which pleased me. I mean, I'm going in a fifty for the, a lot of the Italian players mm. now that we're close to watching the RC. And um, obviously, Paolo Gobbi's here, Tim, always enjoy watching him. Um, but yeah, it's, it's frustrating because you know, normally I'd be feeling optimistic about the Springboks, mm. seeing the All Black struggle and the Wallaby struggle. Um, and like, you know, I keep feeling like we are doing well relatively. And then I remember we've already had the Rugby Championship and we didn't do that well. So it's kind of pointless. Um, not pointless, but you know what I mean. Like it just feels like waste opportunity, and like this, you know, this buck team could have been a lot more effective. Um, but yeah, anyway, uh, yeah, I didn't watch much of this game particularly. Uh, I'm glad we isn't going to play mm. personally. Uh, I'm sad Weber isn't play. Mm. Um, but yeah, I think I still think the issue with this all black team is like there are too many good players, and they actually don't know who their best combination is. Um, so I I don't think they're any closer. The, all this experimentation, like you know, playing D Mac at fifteen, which as you mentioned was a failure. Um, playing, you know. Rico between wing and center instead of just deciding and like you're rotating between so many sports. I don't think it's going to be for them next year come come the championship or the year after come the World Cup. Mm. So I think they need to be a little bit more ruthless with teams like Italy and uh, you know a little bit fewer rotation options. And uh, just kind of just cement themselves in their own minds as the best in the world. So we'll see. Yeah, well, they're very much in their own minds, the best in the world. Yeah, in terms of their, I think 100% right. They still don't know what their best team is. Even at 10, I mean, before Richie Mwanga um, stayed in New Zealand for the rugby championship, I think for the birth of his second child. Um, now everybody's saying Bowden Barrett's back to his best. I, I'd still pick Mwanga personally. Uh, I mean, Barrett, Barrett offers you a lot. I think they're, they're not necessarily the same, but as I said, I'm not, I'm not uh, Ian Foster. Um, at, at 15, they know who's there. Jordy Barrett, he's cemented that spot. Nine, it's yeah. Aaron Smith. He just says, the fact he isn't there, he's gotten better by not playing. 
shape. Like, Weber's not bad, but there's no one better than Aaron Smith. Locke, Gritalik, White Lock, they know this. But even at hooker, I mean, it's Cody Taylor. I mean, he's a he's a beast at Super Rugby, but Dan Coles will push him. Uh, I don't really rate Joe Moody. Uh, it just seems if he scrums well, even though he's a grab, the the Kiwi yeah. media always seems happy with how he performs. I think he's a little bit overrated, but like Nipa Nolala, he's quality. Um, so even the propping, we're not sure. So like, we'll see. Uh, the two next tests, looking at the shelter here, they got Ireland, which will be a big test. Ireland pump Japan. I think it was 63-3 or 5, so I don't have the score. Uh, in front of me. So that'll be a good test. Ireland apparently have been playing well. Johnny Sexton is also set to play as hundredth test. And then they play France and Paris. So I think we'll have a bit of a better measure of mm. how the, how they do. I didn't watch the France Argentina game. France won twenty nine twenty. So um I think Mario Ledesma is going to be under a bit of a pressure because his contract ends at the end of the year. Don't be surprised if it's not renewed. And as I said Scotland beats Australia. The score actually is fifteen thirteen. Um mm. so with that I guess like we can move on to just very much chatting about South Africa's gritty, I'll record a gritty, gritty win over Wales. Uh, I just want to do a shout out to Ben that I didn't, I, I've never been the biggest fan of Wales, uh, but I now hate them very much like you. Just the rugby team, not the people. I've heard the, the fans outside yeah. the stadium are great. I did spend some time reading reading through Twitter. And apparently in the stadium, it's a bit more mixed. So well, if you if there is any Welsh listeners, I mean, including Squidge, Will, uh, we love Wales. We love Welsh rugby fanatics, Welsh fans. But the Welsh rugby team, I, I do not like whatsoever. I, yeah. I, they're just deeply unlikable. Um, yeah. and, uh, they just give us crap. But Box occurred their first win in Cardiff yeah. since 2013. Overall, um, out of 10... What would you give the performance? Uh, and it's like two good things you're happy about, and maybe one or two things that we could definitely improve on. Um, oof, good question. Uh, out of ten, maybe seven. Okay, I was thinking six, six point five. Six, six and a half. Yeah, yeah. I, I rounded up actually to be honest. Um, so six point five is is good for me. Um, I wasn't too happy with it. I, I definitely thought there were a few areas we could improve. Um, two things I that stuck out good things. Uh, okay, see Khalifi's tackle on Louis Rousseau's uh, cross cover tackle, trussing tackle. Uh, Mafuzi missed his man, and and Rousseau's was definitely going to score. Yes. Um, if someone didn't make that tackle and Khalifi was there, uh, so that. I think is is a fair um, positive, and fair uh, mm, uh Maybe Francois Stain's break. Yes. Because um, did you just run back the years? Sorry, it's cliche. A lot of people are saying it, but um, yeah, Francois Stain won back the years and just uh, backed himself. With full of hands, it was cool. Hmm. Um, negative things? Do you say one? Oh, um, two, one or two. Two, one or two. Uh, so Jesse Krill overall, I felt like, you know, I just every time he got the ball, I was excited. I was like, you know, here comes Jesse, and like punching off the right wing, he's got a lot of physicality, hmm. and you know, he can dominate his opposite man physically. Um, so, you know, I, I was, I was really happy for that from him and I just felt like we didn't see it. Um, and then, um, 
I want to say maybe just to streak it, like, I don't know that. I, so, so let's talk about that quickly, if yeah. you don't mind. Um, I don't think that Wells is going to score there. No, um, I, I don't think so. He just cut yeah. back inside, and the cover yeah. defense was coming. Um, and, like, they dropped the ball after the fact, and then protested. Mm. Um, I don't know. It, it just felt like... So, going back to what you said about the, you know, not liking the worst team. Um, so, I, it's weird. Like, I don't mind their forwards because they seem to get on with the job. Like, yeah, they're very honest the, tries. Yeah, De- uh, Tan Basham and Endless Jenkins were, I think, really good. Mm. But for some reason, their backs were just so annoying. Like, they kept complaining. Dan Bigger, Ugh. Adams, Reese Amit. Um, who was a set of them, 12 Williams. Um, yeah, like, they just seem to be, like, something, I don't know what the, what the deal was, but, like, sorry, don't have Williams, Tompkins. Yeah, yeah. Um, a center. Um, I don't know why they were complaining so much. Like, I mean, I thought the referee was good. Uh, a few people obviously were like, oh, refs, you know, screwing us, uh, from both sides. Um, but the players just seem to be whinging, like, non-stop. And, yeah, so anyway, that try, that wasn't for Adams. Mm. Um, I, I don't think, obviously it's unacceptable what the guy did. It's probably bullshit, and I'm glad he was, harangued by the crowd. Felt bad for the stewards, Shane. They, they had a lot of beer. I'd, 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 yeah, it's the stewards kind of got caught up in that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, I don't think they were going to score anyway. Yeah. No. No, uh, I agree. I mean, with some, some of the other forwards, I mean, Ellis Jenkins, he hadn't played for many years. He came back. Even uh, missing um, Adam, Adam Wynne-Jones. Adam Beard, Will Rowans, they did all right. They stood up, there weren't a lot of scrums. I mean, our scrum very much had the better of them. And credit to, as I was telling Natalie, while we were watching, European teams are generally very well coached. And uh, look, um, the referee, I don't know his name, uh, he didn't. He played a lot of advantage. I know there's a lot of complaints in the studio, especially when John Smith, I think he dropped an F-bomb. It was, it was Paul Williams. Paul Williams, thank you. Uh, played a lot of advantage. But look, he was, uh, in fairness, relatively consistent. And I know that Nick Maddox was moaning at halftime about uh, the Welsh pack engaging before the line jumper hit the floor before the mall started. It it wasn't terrible, and I said he he did give a, a yellow card. I think it was to Thomas Francis before before the end. But uh, yeah, the, the backs. I mean, they mostly had pretty good games actually. Um, especially Thomas Williams, I liked him a lot. Um, at nine, he just offered a lot more compared to uh, Herschel Yankees, which we'll get onto in a minute. But you, you're 100 percent right. They just moaned and they look moany. Um, so I guess to, to, I, I'll copy your score, 6.5. One thing, we didn't let them score in open play. I think our defense stood up. We were very good at the breakdown. A couple of penalties, uh, but that's down to the referee. And you're the last both sides, I guess. So I'm very yeah. pleased about that. And and the second thing I'm very pleased about, is we, we could talk about individual players now, is we got the win. This is the sort of game that the Springbok team, I mean, as you said, we can go back to the rugby championship, losing to... Uh, Australia, and we should have beat them in that first game. Second game, they blew us off the park, 100%. We won the game. 
Uh, mm. Didn't win it in style. And I don't know if you could say we deserve to win, but the scoreboard is the scoreboard. Um, especially that our bench came on and our depth as well yeah. uh, did well. So, I mean, I do think we were the bad team. I, I don't feel like missed the game. Yeah, we, was, we, we were going to win. Yes, I think we um, made most of the running. Yeah. I just, yeah, the discipline was an issue. Yes. And I'm not surprised that Dan Baker was able to knock over that many points, especially in the first half. Um, it's interesting. I mean, so... You know, let's say, okay, Paul Williams obviously is a, he, so he's from New Zealand, mm. but it felt like he was blowing Northern Hemisphere, yes. um, you know, um, what's the word, um, interpretation yes, yes, yes. laws. And none, none of our players have, or very few of them, have played in the URC. Um, so obviously, guys like Dallander, who are based overseas, you know, they're familiar with that. But I wonder how much that factors into, you know, into their kind of interpretation. Because um, it felt like a lot of guys were, were sort of, you know, just kind of playing to Northern Hemisphere pace. Mm. And Paul Williams was playing a Northern Hemisphere pace, which is totally fair. Um, but it, it's just an interesting distinction. That's true. I mean, even the penalty that's gotten everybody riled up on Twitter, there's been a fierce debate about it. Um, the reason that Mpuppi's trial was ruled out because after the kick, the offside players can't just stand where they need to. They need to retreat, and apparently Marks didn't retreat. Even if he takes one, two steps forward, then retreats. He's not technically retreating. So it was a highly technical penalty. Over rugby yeah. says it was the right cause. Caused a lot of debate. There's even an analysis video that came out about it. It was ruled out, so be it, but... I think we spoke about this a few weeks ago. Northern Hemisphere referees are not going to uh, talk a guy out of a pe- out of um, making a mistake yeah. and a penalty. While in the Southern Hemisphere, particularly in Super Rugby, they do do that. So I, that's a very interesting observation. I hadn't thought about that. I almost felt like he was English or Welsh, even though I knew he was a Kiwi. I'd seen him referee, yeah. and he is a very good referee. Um, he is, yeah. I, I mean, you'd be thinking that, because I do feel like he was very quick at the whistle... At break breakdowns, um, and and to play you know, longish advantage, mm. um, but yeah, I just on that on that penalty, um, mm. yeah, it, as you say, very typical. I don't think any of the the quote unquote offending players um, affected play, so I wouldn't I wouldn't have been surprised if officials chose to ignore it. And said, yeah. the ref said, you know, I've looked at the footage. I don't think there was material impact on play, um, you know. But if there had been, then clearly there would have been a problem on both sides. Um, but also, I can see from the perspective of the ref, Timo, uh, calling them back is within their rights as well, for sure. Yeah. So, I, I don't have any complaints about the, the back moment. I suppose maybe because we won in the end. Uh, but even at the time, like, I I thought it was... I, I don't want to say fair, but understandable. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
I was just I was just trying to think. I mean, if it had gone the other way, the Walsh would be screaming blue murder and all that jazz. Because I know the media like Wells Online and case in point of someone who's very much partisan. But uh, sorry, what, what was the point I was going to make though? Uh, I've been lost. Well, I mean, uh, the TMO yeah, involvement. Uh, TMO involvement. That's something else to oh, speak yeah. about. Yeah, why? Like, obviously, it ruled out a try. I don't think the TMO should be getting involved. That's not foul play. That really, that, yeah. I mean, this is, I mean, this is the gray area of what, like, it was the right decision made. Yes, it probably was. But the mandate of the TMO sh- surely is foul play um, and try scoring opportunities. So, I said, I don't have the rule book in front of me. I just, it's the gray area of the TMO whispering into the referee's ear. There's, yeah. It's the one yeah. major issue with the TMO and rugby is if they get too involved then the game just gets slowed down too much. Um, and so, they, I mean, yeah, yeah yes, no, I, I kind of agree. Hmm. But um, if the... So this was a, a try-scoring opportunity, right? Yes. Um, so I guess on that basis... Uh, yes, the, uh, yeah, I've literally just contradicted myself. Spot on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, it, that never I, happens. I don't know, it, it's <laughs> tough, because I do appreciate that, like, most called into the game a bit too often, yeah. but at the end of the day, I also feel like your know, right decisions are important. So mm. it's it's tough to be like you are in football. Um, you know, at what cost do you pursue the truth? Um, I don't know. I don't, mm. There's no real answer. Yeah, but I do feel like there's a lot more. There ought to be a lot more. Uh, pressure on assistant referees to influence game because you know we we made them be as go to call them assistant referees mm, mm, mm. instead of linesmen um maybe just because that was a gender term i don't know but you know they need to be picking this kind of stuff up um i understand you know, they're only human but you know, a lot of the time we need to... I feel like it's either the ref or the team. Very seldom do we ever get the referee making a call about offside or something. Oh, and I was going to say, during the Lions series, the uh, AR chipped in quite a bit with offsides. Um, but maybe not in this game. So sometimes I do feel... As, as the ARs, oh, well, yeah, I don't know the stats in front of me, but I, I know I get the impression sometimes they are, aren't contributing as much. There's also the referee standing at an angle, you can't see the offside line. But look, I'm sure we're, we're going to at some point get an actual referee who knows what they're talking about to tell us all about this. Uh, we, we're working on that, so I mean, well, uh, it's interesting, but uh, that isn't to say referees do a great job, ARs do a great job, despite the fact for showing up. That's a great start, but so I think uh, the, the the world needs more referees. So, but uh, hopefully, um, we we won't be talking about this uh, against Scotland. Uh, just just a couple of other players just to look at. David Williamson, quite sad, he got a concussion, like a proper start of 15, which I feel is best position. He didn't go. The uh, Islander and um, excellent. Jesse Cool, I thought it a good game, but I actually forgot. I was corrected very quickly in the group. His decision making could have been better. Um, and his hands weren't great too. We've really highlighted front stand. I, I mean, I actually kind of sort of remember a step. I just like the fact that he was so direct. He just offers something very different compared to um, other 15 options who generally try and attack space. He runs at a guy and gets over the advantage line because he's got the farmer's body. <laughs> so, um, but I, I, one guy, pa- Pollard was okay. I really hope Elton Yankees gets a start. I think he will 
against Scott. And Herschel Yankees was the biggest disappointment for me. I mean, the forwards, Quacker Smith, excellent. Sia, excellent. Um, I mean, the forwards were journeyed. South Africa's forwards, they journeyed did, did a very, very good job. But I was very disappointed in Herschel Yankees. Kicking, pretty cuck. Um, and the one thing that I always loved about Herschel Yankees is at least his speed of surface was quite poppy and nippy. Gets their passes, but now it's gotten slower. Um, mm. So I think he's our player with Thomas Williams. So, um, other play, any just other points from the, from the team itself that, that maybe you want to highlight? I like, like the Islanders break. He just keeps getting better. I remember a few yeah. years ago, we used to think we thought he was one-dimensional, but he's really impressed me of how good he's gotten on defense, uh, attack. He's just, he's just turning to real thoroughbred sense. We're so lucky to have those two guys. Um, I'm and Darlin, particularly I'm. Like, mm. it's just such a nice yin and yang scenario. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, Dunder's break was really cool, uh, and he made it look so easy as well. Um, he's just... I wish he did that more often. Like, I know he's careful of it, um, but there are so many things he could turn inside us. Uh, and, um... Yeah, I don't think it was his best game, but, you know, he's amazing. Mm. Um, and probably his best moment came at that uh, penalty where we could have had the, the Pimpy try uh, we were just talking about. But if you look at the video that's been circulated, he pulls the players back. Yes. He, even if we think it was due technical, he was perfectly aware of the law at the time. So... You can see him, like, I mean, he's only got so many hands, otherwise we probably would have to try. Mm. But, you know, he pulls back two of the players that are in the rack to retreat before they go forward. So, you know, it just shows, like, he sees the game on Dr. Strange levels. Um, seriously. <laughs> he, he's, he's amazing. Um, but, yeah. Uh, other players, me, I've already mentioned Zeke I really hope he continues his his campaign to have a player of the year because he is having a, a hell of a year. And the only person I think is close is um, is Hooper. Well, I mean Hooper's in the in the lead for me. So if if Hooper has an average in the year season and Khaleesi he's playing this way, then Khaleesi might just win it. Um, but yeah, other, other than that, I think you, you signed up. Yeah, um, and Kovac Reinach offered a lot coming on. Yeah. Um, I mean, he, he's Ant's hero, we assume. Um, <laughs> but he's really shown it. I mean, even when uh, the Bucks were in France and went and watched him play. And I just, he, he offered a lot more control. Uh, I mean, his service has never been the best, but it's better than Yankees in terms of speed. Maybe he's improved a lot, so I haven't watched a lot of him in rugby, but uh, he, he made us a big difference. So I was really disappointed that, that Herschel didn't have the best of games. I was really looking forward to it. But uh, we, you know, we, we have to move on. So we're looking ahead to Scotland, uh, they picked up a good win. It's a different proposition, but someone made the comment, Scotland are to Australia what Wales are to us. That was like the anti-team. For Scotland, I think our forward power is going to prove a big problem. For them, I mean, it's a big problem for the All Blacks, but particularly for them, as Wales, for whatever reason, are just they're able to nullify the title of our game a little bit better uh, than most. Not at scrum time. Uh, thankfully, we turned the wheel there. Just, just some of the changes I'm hoping to see. 
as I'm sure you will see changes. Um, we might see Sabun Kosi, now that he's with the squad come back. Radach might start, Hershey Yankees might start. Uh, not start, excuse me, Elton Yankees, pardon me. Uh, we can't really change our centers. <laughs> I mean, we could, oh. but that'd be risking too much. Yeah. Um, I'm just trying to think of the forward pack. Maybe Mark start. Um, but yeah. he also offers so much off the bench, so that's a tricky tricky decision for the coaches. Um, and I, I think the back line can maybe use a bit of a reject, particularly Elton starting. Um, mm. But that's kind of what the move I would hope happen. Hope to yeah. Oh, and sorry, Apelele Fassi, please. As we've been saying, the Church of Fassi is most upset that he, he didn't get a go against the wall. So the conditions were quite poor. So hopefully he starts against Scotland. That'd be nice. So, uh, yeah, for me, I think Mark has done enough to earn a starting gig. Yeah. Um, it's tough, though, because I don't want to drop Bungie altogether, but I do, I do feel like whoever yeah, he... is a shot. Yeah, it's 100%. So, yeah, it's tough. So I would, I would maybe go with Mark starting Bungie on the bench, but I could see whoever coming on the bench. But I, I think Mark is a start. Um. I would elevate Ranak to the starting position um, of a of Herschel, and then the only change I'd make is in Corsi. Yeah, instead of Corsi on the right wing, and now I would start Fassi at fullback personally, and keep the bench relatively stable. So I would still have Elton and Stan as the as the Backline reserves, mm. uh, but yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't change too much. Uh, we need to be careful of Scotland, yes, yeah. uh, particularly after they've they've tested uh, Southern Hemisphere blood, and um, yeah, ultimately, like I said, we have a Ray Ben Shield to win. Oh so, yes, of course. Yeah, we need to we need to win this game. We can't just experiment. Yeah, we, we, we need to remember what the Raven Shield If you don't know what the Raven Shield is, just go to Twitter and uh, search Raven Shield. Uh, it'd be nice It'd be nice to pick it up again. Having lost it in Australia, uh, it's full circle and we might be able to win it back. Uh, I, I, don't, I have nothing further to add, so I know it's been... Um, it. Yeah, it's been quite a short and sharp episode. Um, we have missed the musings of Ben uh, and yeah. Matt. Uh, unfortunately, but uh, yes, well done to the Springboks. It was a very satisfying victory overall. We beat the Hoodoo. So on to Scotland. I don't know what time they're playing. Uh, might be good for dads. Uh, but look, it's nothing. Yeah. <sighs> Away, it's it's good. It's just enough. Like I'm gonna watch on my son. <laughs> uh, but it's good for a bright time. Put it that way. Uh, no, I see. My daughter's too active. She uh, she just she's not that interested. She just winders off outside. And then I gotta go hunt oh, that's it down. Fine too. <laughs> yeah, as long as, as long as I can, uh, as I can see her. Uh, well, that's gonna wrap it up, I guess, for this episode of uh, Elite Rugby Banter. If you have been listening, thank you very much for doing so. Um, yeah, and we will be back next week. I think hopefully just with a more of a, a, a more manned cast, uh, three, four people, maybe five. We invite Andrew. You know, are we are we ever gonna invite Andrew again? Since he missed his shot. No, fuck Andrew. <laughs> okay. Well, well, he knows some good referees, though. So we need to keep him sweet so we can get some of his, some of his mates onto the show. Yeah, let's get his mates. But not Andrew. 
Not him. <laughs> he'll, he'll, screw, he'll screw Andrew. Take, take advantage uh, of him. Uh, yeah, and that'll do it. We will catch you next week. Keep well and keep safe.